Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Jean A. Youngblood. Since 2015, Dr. Youngblood has taken scores of questions and comments on the challenging issues of the day with a goal of informing and motivating listeners to examine the issues from a central biblicist worldview. Currently, this broadcast is heard on five regional stations, as well as four additional stations in Virginia. There's now a great opportunity to expand this vital ministry to other cities. We sincerely need your help to accomplish this mission. Your support of any amount is needed to take this next step in sharing God's truth in a relevant, lively, and timely way. Thanks for your willingness to support us in this broadcast as we prepare to face the issues on a broader scale. Go to fcbcatjax.com and click the donate button or send your best gift to First Conservative Baptist Church, 12021 Old St. Augustine Road, Jacksonville, Florida, 32258. Attention Radio. Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood is brought to you by First Conservative Baptist Church. Now let's get back to Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the judgment seat of Christ. talking about the judgment seat of Christ, the believer's judgment, where we will stand as believers after the rapture of the church and being judged. We find the period of the judgment is after the rapture. We find the people of the judgment, according to the scripture, those that are saved. Only believers will be before the Lord Jesus Christ, having our lives examined for how we've lived them and what we've done after salvation. Let me remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that telephone number is 831-0917, 831-0917. Perhaps you've got a question. Perhaps you have got other ideas of what you think the Bible says. I'd like to talk with you about it. I'd like to get the record straight as to what the Scripture says and what it does not say, how we know what the Scripture says and whether or not it is to be taken literally or whether it is some fictitious uh, uh, mythology that's taking place. Uh, the Bible doesn't have any mythology in it at all. Uh, I said many, many years ago, and have said a number of times since, if you think the Bible is mythology, then you're just mistaken, mistaken. <laughs> but I want us to understand not only see the period of the judgment, the people of the judgment, but what is the purpose of the judgment? The purpose of the judgment. According to the scripture, and I'll read that, Pastor, 1 Corinthians third chapter, verses 12 and following. Chapter 3, 1 Corinthians, verse 12 and following. Now, if any man... Build upon this foundation, gold, silver, and precious stone, wood, hay, or stubble. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Words, manifest means reveal, made plain, visible, clear. And for the day shall declare, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, the word abide means to stay. It's the little word minnow, stay, dwell, constantly be in. Which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If a man's work, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Pastor, that's a unit of thought. That as I've said so many times, it'll preach for about two hours. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's, Amen. It is full of uh, doctrinal theological truth for us. Amen. Very it, powerful. Yes. In Amen. fact, the scripture there is saying, ladies and gentlemen, our works, our deeds will be tried, be tested as by fire, the scripture says. Now, that's the word as 
by fire means it's a simile. If you studied English grammar, it is talking about a simile. It is something that is the way it is tested is as though you would place it through the fire. Wood, hay, and stubble, if placed under fire, will do what, Pastor? Burn up. Burn it up. Amen. Burn Amen. It up. And, and you know, Dr. Youngblood, I did a study on that just to get a, a more clearer understanding of this particular of the verses that you just read. Right. And what could be more purifying? What could burn an individual's heart the more besides the purifying gaze of our Lord Jesus Christ looking at you, looking through your eyes, deep down into your soul. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we say we look at individuals and we can read them. Mm -hmm. he can't well, that's the same it. thing that's going to happen. Amen. He does for that us. Amen. He's going to read your whole record. That's right. He's got it there. Amen. There is, amen, a record book. God's got your record. That's right. Amen. So listen, you need to be careful, amen, about how you're treating people in this mm -hmm. life. What you're the saying, works, what you're doing, how amen. you're living. All the works that you're doing, amen, you're going to be held accountable for that. Absolutely. Amen. And that's one of the things, that, ladies and gentlemen, that I believe needs to be impressed upon our hearts today. That's the purpose of this broadcast, the purpose of this subject, the purpose of this issue today is to get you to do some introspective analysis of your life. Amen. Are you truly saved? And the way to determine if you're saved is not just by whether or not you've joined some church, whether or not you give tithes and offerings, whether or not you go on a regular basis. I've said many, many times, Pastor, a lot of good people are going to die and go to hell. Amen. We need Amen. to recognize just being good does not save a person. And the evidence of salvation is what we do after we're saved, what we do for the Lord Jesus Christ after we're saved. Well, the well, examination say, of our lives is what God's going to do through Jesus. Amen. Let, let me say this, add this, and you go ahead with what you got. Right. Yeah, I just want to say, throw this right in there. Yes. The old people used to tell us, Dr. Youngblood, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Absolutely. And it still is today. That's and, scary and, in fact, Amen. In fact, I grew up hearing my mother say that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> and it's an absolute fact today without Amen. any reservation Amen. or question. But Amen. the scripture talks about there that we just read in that uh, 1 Corinthians text in 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 15. Wood, hay, a stubble. What are you building your life on? Is it that which will be destroyed by fire, could be destroyed by fire, or is absolutely shown to be worthless? Or is it precious metals, precious stones, gold, silver, etc., etc.? Amen. Those things, Pastor, indicate there when it talks about tried as by fire. And you touched on it a moment ago. When you put precious metals through the fire, it refines it and purifies it. Amen. Refines it and purifies it. And each of us today as we're living, our lives are being tried. Our lives are being tried. Do you cave in under pressure? Do you cave in under problems? Do you cave in or do you allow that to purify your life before the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. God allows us to go through the trials and the tribulations and the difficulties to refine our lives. Amen. And to basically validate in our living whether or not we've truly said yes to Jesus Christ as Savior. So first of all, the purpose of the judgment is to reward the believers, Amen. to reward Amen. the believers. Amen. Our works, our deeds will be tried, will be tested, and will be rewarded based upon how we have served the Lord Jesus Christ. Our lives today, ladies and gentlemen, are being tested. Your life's being tested. Your life, my life, our lives are being analyzed, scrutinized, and tested. When we face a problem, when we face an issue, when we face a difficulty, when we face the trials, it is God's refining and molding and making us to be more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people will say, I wouldn't do this and this if it confronted me. Would you? 
I think that it's necessary, Pastor, for people to make a determination, a decision before a trial, before a test, to determine how we're going to respond to it. Amen. What are we going to do? Are we going to bow and bend? Are we going to fold and allow it to be burned up? Are we going to take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ? The purpose of the Bema Seat Judgment, ladies and gentlemen, is to reward the believer. We're tested as by fire, and we're rewarded accordingly. You works, your service for Jesus. Can it stand the test? Ponder, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to ponder a moment. What you're presently doing for the Lord. What your life has done thus far for the Lord. You might have been saved two years, ten years, twenty years, fifty years. What have you done for Christ's sake? Amen. What are your works, your deeds? Do they exemplify Christ? Do they show Christ in your life? Do our what is what you're doing today, is it going to serve for eternity for the Lord Jesus Christ? There are a lot of folks, Pastor, that's just stumbling through life. A lot of people that say they're saved that's just stumbling through life. A lot of people that say they're saved, they're just simply getting up and, as the old cliche goes, going with the flow. Whatever the world says, whatever the world does, they just go along with it. Some say, well, I've got to uh, go along to get along. That's not so, ladies and gentlemen. If we're saved, as I tell people, need to look different, act different, uh, talk different, even smell different. Our lives should be different because it should exemplify Christ. Amen. And not Amen. only to re- reward the believer, Pastor, but also to recognize the believer. In Matthew 25, verse 21, the one of the stewards that had used the talents that Jesus had given him had invested them wisely, had served the Lord with them. And Jesus says, well done, thou good Amen. and faithful Amen. servant. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't love any greater words that a Christian ear could hope to hear than to hear the Lord Jesus Christ saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. And that's after the review, after the test, after the analysis, after Christ returns in the Matthew 25 text, verse 14 through chapter four, uh, 25, verses 14 through 30. It's where the Ones are given the talents. One's given uh, five talents. One's given uh, two talents. One's given one talent. And they, when the master comes, he's going to examine how it's been used, how it's been invested, how we've used our lives for him. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me pause for a moment and just encourage you. Whatever gifts, talents, and abilities God's given you, use them for Christ's sake. Use them for the honor and admonition of others to receive Christ as Savior and as Lord. Amen. Pastor, when it comes to the reward of the believers, do you believe that the average Christian understands that just like we're working for a paycheck, people work for a paycheck, the end of the road, end of the week, end of the month, end of the year, they receive that paycheck. That's the reward for the work they've done. Amen. And Amen. most do not recognize that the same is true with the accounting process for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to give an account. That means to answer for. We're going to give an account. That means to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and have him to examine what we've done in our lives. Amen. You know, it's a sad thing, Dr. Youngblood, because I don't think a lot of Christians really realize that. Uh, You find today that when they go to the church, and it's very disappointing, I've seen this in many circles. When they do things in the church, and I know some people disagree, but... This is the way I was brought up in the church. If God blessed you with the gift of music, if you are able to play a musical instrument, I don't think you should be charging the church. That's right. Because, in other words, what you are doing, and this just 
Brother David saying this. You don't have to agree with it. You are charging God for his gift. That's right. That, that's just my thoughts on that. Well, I agree with that 100%. We've not talked about that before. But Amen. let me just touch on this for the benefit of our listeners. If you've got a singing voice, it is on loan from God. Amen. It is Amen. on loan from God. It's to be used for him. If you've got the gift and talent ability to play a piano, musical instrument, sewing, evangelism, communication, speaking ability, then it needs to be surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. And as you said a moment ago, there ought not to be a charge for the services that you render based on the talents that God's given you. Amen. And that we find today, in fact, uh, Pastor, I reckon it's been 50 years ago, uh, maybe 40, between 40 and 50 years ago. Before long, I'll be telling my age if I'm not careful here. I'm still less than 100, though. But uh, Amen. my uh, dear pastor in Georgia, uh, Dr. Stroop, Dr. Albert Stroop, Dr. Stroop said on one occasion, he says, uh, Brother, there's coming a day in churches that if you want a ministry, piano playing, organ playing, music, leading the music, uh, working with the youth, or the uh, children, he said there'll come a day when you'll not find anybody unless you pay for it. Because Amen. everybody Amen. got to the point, even, and this was 40, 50 years ago, Amen. that people Amen. had gotten to the point that, oh, you want me to lead the singing? It's going to, I'm going to charge you for it. You want me to play the piano? I'm going to charge you for it. You want me to do this? I'm, and as you said a moment ago, so eloquent, so distinctly, and so poignantly, uh, there is the need, if God's given us gift, talents, and abilities, to use them for his honor and glory. Amen. And Pastor, as you've touched on that, it fits right into what we're talking about, because as we do that, it falls in the category of our works, and our works ought to be done for Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, it's scary, because if you're getting your reward now, what will you get when you stand before him? That's right. I mean, because he said, strictly in the word, that on that day, many are going to say unto me, Lord, right. Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and I'm just going to it, cut it short, and done many good works in your name? Right. And he's going to say, depart from me, because your work was done in iniquity. Mm -hmm. I was in prison. You didn't visit me. Mm -hmm. I was naked. You didn't clothe me. Mm -hmm. I was hungry. You didn't feed me. And they're going to ask questions. When did we see you like that? Right. He said, in as much as you did it not unto the least of the little ones, you did not do it unto me. Right. Amen. But so we're not. Amen. Going to receive anything from him if we are doing things like this. That's right. Amen. And again, we're talking about, Pastor, and I, I want our listeners to understand clearly and distinctly without any reservation. We're talking about saved people. Amen. I'm not talking about people that think they're saved. I'm not talking about people that uh, think that they can do good works to be saved. Amen. We're saved by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not of works, lest any man should boast, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9, and 10. Amen. Uh, but where his workmanship, verse 10, Ephesians 2, where his workmanship created unto good works. Amen. And the word good is the little word there. Kelos means honorable, pleasing to God, works. And that's what we're talking about now. Ladies and gentlemen, that telephone number is 831-0917, 831-0917. If you'd like to jump in this dialogue and discussion, feel free to do so. If you've got a question about what we're saying or you have uh, any sense of, well, I've got a different opinion, I'd love to hear from you. Amen. 831-0917. Not only do we find, ladies and gentlemen, the period of the judgment that is spelled out in the scripture, the people of the judgment, and the purpose of the judgment, and the purpose is twofold, to reward the believer and to recognize the believer. Our reward is what we'll get based on what we've done after salvation. Not only do we see that, but as I use a alliterative outline, the perimeter of judgment, so what are the works and the deeds? That's a thing that we need to talk about. What are the things, Pastor, that we'll get rewarded for our lack of rewards. What are those things? Number one is our works, 
our works. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Read that for us, Pastor. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. Amen. And I think, I think this is one of the key prima facie evidences of salvation, is to witness and reach the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. May I say to you, ladies and gentlemen, the obedience to the Great Commission is part of the works that we'll be rewarded for. Amen. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. Pastor Amen. Davis, read that for us. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. So I don't know why they don't want to worship him. That's right. And he's telling you he's got all power. All power, Amen. all authority. Then he said, Go ye therefore and, and teach all nations. By the way, that's in the imperative voice. That's a command. Amen. It's not Amen. an option. Amen. And he's not please. asking you. No, no, not asking. You want not, to do saying, it. not saying. Not saying. Not saying. I suggest this. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. It's in the imperative voice. Amen. Go Amen. Ahead. He said, "And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always." even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. That's a promise. Amen. Right. Now we need to know, amen, when we're looking at these things, amen, when we teach people to observe all things that Christ commanded us, he means for us to teach them his word. His word. Because we're From going Genesis to be judged Revelation. by the word. That's right. Amen. And let me, let me help you to understand this. There is no higher judgment then, amen, the judgment of Christ. That's right. When we look at God, God is a God of absolutes, amen. Right. And when you look at absolute authority and absolute judgment, there is no higher authority and no higher judgment. So can't therefore, can't appeal it. whatever God does when he calls, when he makes the call on that day, he's not going to get yours mixed up with mine. That's right. Amen. Mm -hmm. Whatever he calls, whatever his call is, whatever the verdict is, can I say it like that? That's because right. we're talking in a courtroom setting, Judges. basically. That's right. Amen. But whatever the verdict is on that day, amen, he's not going to get yours mixed up with another man. You can't turn around and say, wait a minute, uh, 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 my name's Glenn Davis. Uh, there's another Glenn Davis in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's going to say, oh, I'm talking about he's you. The, he's got the right Amen. He's Amen. Got I got the right man. Amen. Right so listen, notice and understand, this is the reason why we need to get serious. We said it earlier in the broadcast, check your baggage. When we look at 1 Corinthians, I believe that's chapter 11, it tells us to examine ourselves. See if you be in the faith. If we judge ourselves, the scriptures say we will not be judged right. with the world. That's amen. Right. Mm -hmm. Christ doesn't desire, amen, to judge us along with the world. Because the world, amen, does not know him, and they're not obeying his word. So guess what? Amen. Their verdict is going to be guilty. That's amen. Right. Because when I read, amen, I believe I was reading a while ago, Romans chapter 3, it say, Let God be true, and every man a liar, right. that thou mayest be clear when you judge, mm -hmm. and right when you speak. So listen, there will be no way for us. To, to say that we can be able to speak, amen, and clear our own selves because, amen, the word of God is right. It's going to be right every time. Absolutely. And as I've said, uh, Pastor, so many times, it won't be an appeals court. Amen. It won't be any, uh, how would you say, uh, a hung jury. There won't be any uh, going to a higher level. It's the final absolute determination. And ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about now the Bema Seat Judgment. Bema means the judgment, the judgment seat of Christ. And the judgment seat of Christ is right after the rapture. That is the uh, time frame. That's the period. And the people that will be involved in the Bema seat judgment, none other than the saved people, everybody that's saved. 
Amen. The purpose of that is to examine our works, every work, every deed, translated work, every deed done to the body, whether it be good or bad. Good is the word uh, kelos, means honorable. Bad, meaning poneros, means wicked, evil, worthless, with no value. So our deeds, everything that we do, everything that you do, everything that I do today, falls into the category of either good or bad, honorable or dishonorable. And that's what the uh, works are. That's what we do. And then not only, Pastor, we judge uh, the parameter of our judgment based on our works, but on our words. Amen. James 3, James 3, verses 1 through 9. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll not read all of those verses, but it talks about controlling of our tongue, controlling of our tongue. We need to recognize what we say and what we do is part of what we'll be judged on. It is that is in James, 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 James three, one through nine is the unit of thought. And it talks about the tongue, which is uncontrolled. The tongue of man is that which is set on fire of hell, James says. And so, uh, pastor, what I want our listeners to understand, we're not only be judged, adjudicated, uh, based on our works, but on our words, read a few of those verses. Amen. I'm going to start with verse one and we'll skip along. Amen. For the sake of time, verse one and two. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater damnation. He's mm -hmm. talking to the believers. That's right. I mean, now, this doesn't right. go for unbelievers. Right. We're going to, because, amen, to whom much is given, much is required. Absolutely. Amen. So he said, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. All right. Let's go down to. Verse number five, we're going to skip along. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Right. Mm -hmm. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nation, and it is set on fire of hell. Yes, the key to it is, ladies and gentlemen, that's a fantastic study, by the way, in Amen. the book of James, and I recommend the book of James. It's talking about being mature, grow up, and Christians need to grow up and understand what God's called us for. But it, we're judged based on our works. We're judged based on our words. In fact, Pastor, in Matthew chapter 12 and in verse, uh, uh, what is it, 36, in Matthew 12, 36, let me read that for us. Matthew 12, 36, the scripture says this. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, Amen. they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. So for the Christian, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be careful on how we use words. You heard people that will sit around and they'll tell jokes and whether they be good jokes or nasty jokes or bad jokes and participate and involve in it. That's idle words. Amen. And we're going to give an account. Standing before the Lord Jesus Christ, how did we use our tongue? How do we use our words? How did we live our life? What did we do in service and surrender and submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? What do we do in relationship to letting our light so shine that others will see Jesus in us? What did we do in relationship to telling others about Jesus Christ? What did we do in relationship to the Great Commission where it's an order, it's a directive, it's in the imperative voice that would go out into the highways and hedges and reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ? So, Pastor, we've got just a minute, two or three minutes left. I want us to talk about this as we close the broadcast in talking about 
the Bema seat judgment, the judgment seat of Christ, the believers standing before him in judgment. We've talked about very briefly for recapping it for our listeners, the period of judgment, the people of the judgment, the purpose of judgment, the rewards uh, to reward the believer and to recognize the believer. Then the parameter, that is the circle in which the judgment is to be viewed, what we do, our works and our words. But uh, the presentation in judgment, the presentation in judgment. So what are the rewards? We need to talk about that briefly in closing this broadcast. According to the scripture, there will be crowns, crowns, rewards given to each and every believer. Uh, Those that have uh, suffered loss will lose rewards. Those that have uh, been faithful will receive rewards. And quickly, Pastor, I want to just go down. There are at least five crowns, as I stated the scripture, that we'll receive. Amen. We'll talk about them. The incorruptible crown. That's for the believer who serves the Lord Jesus Christ and he's willing to strive to win the race. 1 Corinthians 9.25 is the text. We don't have time to read it. 1 Corinthians 9.25. It talks about the incorruptible crown, the believer who strives to win the race. That is, keep on keeping on. I've heard on occasion uh, two pastors talking about some of their members, and one said, well, uh, you know, Uh, You've got one of those men that's on the football team, and every time uh, he uh, gets knocked down, uh, he stays down. The other said, I'd rather have one that when he gets knocked down, he gets up, gets back in the game. Amen. And so we talk about this, the incorruptible crown. It's for the believer that keeps on striving, regardless of the knockdowns, that we keep getting up, serving and running the race. Then the crown of rejoicing, 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 and 20. For what is the hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Those who rejoice in the coming of the Lord Amen. will receive a crown. Amen. And thirdly, the crown of righteousness, 1 Timothy 4 and verse 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all of them also that love his appearing. Amen. So the crown of righteousness, Pastor, is for those that look forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. What a blessing. Every day looking forward to, perhaps today, Perhaps today, I never will forget an evangelist a number of years ago, back in the 60s, that had the little bronze trumpet on his lapel. And under the trumpet, it said, perhaps today, perhaps today. And if we look forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ on that basis, there's that crown of righteousness. And then the crown of life, the crown of life, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, for those believe, uh, believers that are faithful unto death, the Amen. crown of life. Those that keep on keeping on, regardless of the horrors, regardless of the difficulties, that would keep on serving the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the crown of life. And the fifth crown is the crown of glory, the crown of glory for all of those who have given their lives for the gospel, for those that have been martyred for the faith, for those that have taken a stand, regardless of the harm and the difficulty that took place in their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you in these closing moments that we need to stand for the Lordship of Jesus Christ, realizing that one day we'll stand before Jesus and all of our works and words be adjudicated, will be rewarded, the crowns in relationship to it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my delight to come to you each day on this broadcast. Pastor, we've got about 15, 20 seconds. Close us out of this broadcast. Amen. Uh, we just thank God for everything you that we've done and said. And we hope Let's that you would take this down, with take these notes down. Amen. And go to Colossians, amen, chapter 2. Read verses 14 through 15. Amen. And be encouraged on the day. Looking we thank God for next time on the air. Once again, we face the issues. Located one half mile south of I-295. 
FCBC invites you to tune in nightly, 9 to 9.45 p.m. for expository preaching on 91.3, 91.7, and 91.9 FM. You are invited to worship with them, 9.30 a.m. Sunday for Bible study, 10.45 a.m. Sunday morning worship service, 7 p.m. evening worship service, or 7 p.m. Wednesday fellowship meal Bible study. Prayer, Bible Q&A, and updates on issues facing our city, state, and country. Tune in again for another Let's Face the Issues broadcast. Also tune in the same station Saturday mornings at 9 for expository Bible preaching by Dr. Youngblood. Remember, a rebroadcast of this program can be heard in its entirety 9 p.m. on 100.3 FM and 93.3 HD3. You are also invited to tune in Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on Talk 100.3 for expository preaching. Tune in and invite others to listen.